Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Turkish Diplomats Presents Charming Noise. I'm one of your co-hosts, Thomas Krofel, and with me today is, as always, Paul Hogue and Calvin Roach, who is our movie of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're, we're still working on that whole time continuum thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like you. Whenever you're watching it, it's a podcast. So. Yeah. So, all right. So, so since I was I, the movie, it fell upon me to pick the movie this week. And once again, we found a movie that, with a little bit of work, could be made into a decent movie, uh, as long as they kept the Skinamax scenes in. It'd be great. <laughs> um, anyway, what was, there was nudity. <laughs> yes, Polly. Oh um, my god. Yeah, the, the, the movie was Bigfoot at Holler Creek Canyon. And basically these friends, college age friends, decided to go to a cabin Jill's family owns uh, somewhere up in the mountains. It was beautiful scenery. It was gorgeously, gorgeously set. Uh but they, they go to, to a cabin and the first part of the, the first two thirds of the movie, not a whole lot really happens Bigfoot wise, <laughs> uh, except for like the the Cinemax after dark sex and uh, and a very annoying blonde frat guy named Stu, who I was glad got eaten. I, I gotta say, uh, <laughs> uh, if I can jump in real quick here, yeah, uh, Stu, uh, and I got plenty of notes. We'll talk about them throughout this, but uh, so far for our series. Uh, I think the most dislikable character we've seen yet. I I agree, and I expected it to be Ron Jeremy. Yes, and that's right. Ron Jeremy plays a major part in this movie, and he <laughs> keeps his pants on. Thanks, sort of. God. Sort of. He sort of keeps his pants on. Okay, sort of. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he steals the video camera. Okay, you're right about that. We're, one. we're okay. pretty sure the pants came off at some point. <laughs> But anyway, so that's it. Yeah, these, uh, I guess, six friends all decided to go camping. There's this sort of soap opera-ish series of love affairs and whatnot, keeping things on the down low from the people that they're supposed to be with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it's, it's, it was well put together as far as like pacing. And even some of the cinematography was pretty good. Uh, lighting, the whoever did the lighting did not did no beans about nighttime lighting. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you know it had a couple of decent little jump scares in it. You never really saw the Bigfoot's face, which is something I wanted to see. I, I always want to see the face of the Bigfoot, but you never saw that really. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Um, Oh, and and it, I won't give away the end, but it's I didn't expect that end. I actually jumped when when the uh, on the very end scene. 
because I wasn't expecting that. So well, anyway, later I'm, on, I'm going to give away the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of you're going to uh, get a pamphlet. I, I kind of expected those two guys from uh, the what was the first movie we saw the uh, Bigfoot's Wild Weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping those two high guys would show up, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that would have made a pretty good ending. Yeah, yeah. Have the two stoners show up. Yeah, that was great. Oh, that would have been good. Now, I've got to say, I was very impressed with the continuity of this film. I expected yes. it to be piecemeal, like an amateur presentation that we've seen in the past, but they actually had continuity in all of the shots, almost all of the shots. There yeah. were one or two moments. And it made watching the film more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I mean, there was bad acting. Yes. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you know, Stu got it in finally, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the continuity was really good. Uh, so the pacing was good. Um, like I said, the first two thirds of the movie is mostly just the uh, softcore porn and uh, soap opera college stuff. But that last third of the movie, things cranked up in the, you know, big butt rampage. Uh, there was a uh, um, a double killing at the very beginning of the movie. That's true. Yes. Yes. And, um, which uh, uh, that that was, was, was previewed by a gratuitous sex scene. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they they spent more time picking out her than they did him. I can tell you that. Just looking. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the the movie just drank her in in that tent, but. Uh, <laughs> and then you hear him outside. I swear to God, I thought the guy was just constipated. Yeah, and it yeah. turns out he'd had his face ripped off, basically, <laughs> which is the same well, sound, admittedly. You know. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought it was funny though that it, when he was attacked and they showed him, and then they showed that flash of Bigfoot. I almost couldn't tell the difference between the two of them because all I saw was what looked like hairy ketchup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when when Bigfoot like so basically they're at a tent. They there's been some love making going on in the tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some Dexit some time. some canvas was shaken, and then uh, <laughs> and then he goes outside. He gets pissed off for some reason. I can't remember. Yeah, because she's like. They hear a noise. They think of bears in the food or oh, yeah, That's right. And, and so she, she keeps says, insisting. I want to put away now. And yeah, he, she keeps insisting that he stop the sweet, sweet loving and go out there and close the lid on the cooler. Right. And um, so he goes out and and he's he's saying like the stupidest. Yeah, I'm a man. Man has a beard. You know. And uh, I'm like, uh, man, better work on those love handles because your girlfriend is way out of your league. And um, and and then he comes up to the tent, and when he falls in, you hear Bigfoot, but you see yeah. him. Yeah. And and I've I've looked at this scene like three times, going, well, no, it sounds like it's coming from him, but no, he's already dead, and for some reason, waited to fall until he got into the tent. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then they're both suddenly covered in like strawberry jello. And um, the, uh, <laughs> so I had to slow it down a little. No, a lot uh, of jello. Um, <laughs> and then apparently but, Bigfoot gets in there and. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot, I forgot Bigfoot got in that tent. And then he's dragging her back into the tent. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there was like a little necrophiliac um, menage a trois. Oh, some, yeah. say some call it, you know, necrophilia, but it is postmortem love. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think we can, uh, that at best, um, uh, postmortem friends with benefits. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I don't think there was a great deal of emotional involvement involved here. So you're true. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. So. Uh, but that's just one man's opinion. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Cal, what did you think about... Uh, so, there's a, a, a secondary plot we don't know about uh, because you were talking about like the whole there's uh, there's like little romantic things going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a secondary plot going on that is sort of surprised onto the audience about halfway through. Which one are you talking about? This is the, the the murder plot. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. What? There was a murder <laughs> plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which is really funny because. Later on, they apparently just they once the murder plot doesn't work out so well, uh, they just sort of abandon the premise of the murder plot, which involved Matt. Yeah, you know. yeah. Wait, Matt was the 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 dark haired the documentary guy. guy, or no? That was the that was the boyfriend who uh, it was Jill's oh, ex boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Used to date Jill, but really wanted to be with Viv. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They were planning on killing him? Uh, apparently, Viv and Matt plotted to kill Stu. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I can see that. I totally back that decision. Yeah, but they, but I, I think they might have also plotted to kill Jill because Matt was saying that he was pretending to be nice to Jill. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't quite get that, though. It was... Yeah. I don't think it was in the original planning for the script. Yeah. I think they yeah, got to a point and they said, you know what? We need conflict. <laughs> so so they, I think they created this murder plot and then it kind of got in the way after... Yeah. after they just, it just kind of faded into black yeah. and, no one, and no one... It never brought up again. I mean, really, in this movie, uh, Matt, played by Justin Alvarez, one of the most... A really horrible human being, technically even worse than Stu, but <laughs> but he's not as annoying as Stu. Right, he was likable. Yeah, he yeah. was a, for a murderer. He's fairly likable. He's a likable rogue. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, I thought it was. Uh, I, I kind of felt like it was sort of thrown in there. Yeah, yeah, because it didn't. It, it was like he's it, it like he just stuck on the side. And then they decided it didn't look right and took it back off. Let's throw this spaghetti against the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I never even noticed that there was a murder plot. Yeah, it was. It, <laughs> was, it, was, it, it was, really was not prominent at all. It just kind of 
He just kind of coasted through it and not, didn't pay attention to it. I just noticed because I was oh, I'm talking to Calvin about reminding him because um, we're doing this on Zoom. I'm looking at Tom's face and Tom's like, murder plot? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and and it doesn't get addressed for very much. In the, yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, um, so this movie is deeper than we actually thought it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it had some. It had a couple of layers to it. Um, well, I, I have to. I have to admit, though, that the the director and writer, one of the writers, uh, John Pogue. Uh huh. No um, He he did a pretty good job with this piece of production. And, yeah. Um, I actually looked at some of the other things that he has done, and I'm kind of interested in one or two of them. Yeah. Like there's okay. one called Safe House that seems interesting, and another one that, that was called In the Name of Justice. Huh. In the Safe House, it was like, you know, they're, they need a babysitter again. You know, <laughs> it's kind of that thing, you know. <laughs> And then there's one called Panther and Serial Mom. I don't know about Serial Mom, but I saw a clip when I was look when I was looking at the actors on IMDb. I saw a clip that had oh. uh, I can't um, who played Jill uh, Bridge Forth and yeah, thank Forth. you, thank you. They had another clip of her in that same short hairstyle. Uh, what the hell was that? Um, <laughs> It's that same short hairstyle, same solid dress, and same white vehicle with another girl that wasn't in this movie. So there might have been a sequel to this that we just don't know about. Well, his, you know, his, uh, and and by the way, Serial Mom is actually where he was. He was an uncredited actor in that movie. Serial Mom's a great movie. Uh, is it it's, really? It's a John Waters movie. Take. Um, Takes place in Baltimore, just like all the rest of them, and and uh, all all of the John Waters' other films. And Kathleen Turner plays this mom who's also a serial killer. Wow! And um, mm. it has uh, the band L Seven in it. No kidding. And uh, playing at a club I've been to in, in Baltimore, <laughs> and uh, but they go by, I I think it's I think the name of the band is the Camel Toes. <laughs> and I've actually are, heard of them. They are wearing like uh, stretch pants with a special sort of uh, specially designed cup to look like uh, a a part of a camel. So uh, uh, it's actually really funny. Oh, and you know who else is in it? <laughs> who has a a cameo and uh, 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 that. Patty Hearst is in the movie. <laughs> really? And, yeah. And uh, it turns out that her role is really important because it's how, because uh, 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 Serial Mom is on trial for her murders and she's about to, and she's managing to charm everyone because she's like Barbara Billingsley kind of character. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, but, uh I'm kind of giving away a, a plot point of uh, the movie. She uh, uh, blows up at Patty. She decides she's got to kill Patty Hearst because it's uh, September and Patty is still wearing white shoes. 
So you know, I vaguely remember seeing that a long it's a time great, ago. It's a great. It's it's one. Of, it's you know. Oh, and Sam Waterston is the husband. And my uh, gosh, he, really? Oh yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember one of the guys from uh, uh, American Pie is, is one of her sons, uh, one of her kids. Wow. Um, well, getting back to sorry, Hogue, yeah. Matthew um, Lillard and Ricky Lake are her kids in the movie. She is. Oh, okay. it's great. It's funny. Sorry. Back to the... Yeah, back the to the movie movies. at hand. Yeah. Pogue is, well, I'm about to leave the movie at hand again. Uh, he directed another film called The Wicked's. And from what I remember, uh, in, I've got the, the cast called up here. Half the people in this film are also in our Bigfoot at uh, Holler Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's one that we ought to look at whenever we get to, um, I think it's a zombie movie. When oh, we it's got Ron Jeremy category. yet again in it. Yeah, Ron <laughs> Jeremy is in it again. Good Justin grief. Alvarez, Ann Bridgeforth, uh, Nate Fordry. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think I, we have to look at that one when we get into the zombie genres. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was watching the credits roll up at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, and there were two guys who played Bigfoot. They just—I guess they took turns in the suit. Um, <laughs> That's maybe so they were both. Maybe they were both in there, wrong one riding on the other's shoulders. I don't know, but didn't that uh, suit look a little bit like the one in uh, the first Bigfoot movie? Uh, the uh, big weekend. weekend, yeah. Uh, well, it was it it was it was reddish brown, which is actually one of the colors people say they see Bigfoot as. It's usually a dark brown or black, or this sort of reddish ginger color. Well, it's uh, his, so, it's his summer suit. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's actually, you know, they said it was kind of cold, so it might have been spring. Who knows? Because <laughs> when, cause when, cause when Viv tied Matt to the tree naked, he kept saying it was really cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Bigfoot comes and gives him the big warm hug. <laughs> um, Which was one of the, I have to say, out of all of the, the slasher kind of films... That, that we have seen that was one of probably the most gruesome and fitting murders I have ever read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I, yes, I'm a terrible person. You know, when Stu was leaving because he was mad or whatever, and who put a damn bear trap out there? Because he just walked up. Remember, he, he walked into a bear trap. He couldn't get it off, and then the big, and then Bigfoot came and jumped his butt. It, I, all the people who got dismembered, I wanted to watch his dismemberment. For for a moment, <laughs> I thought maybe Bigfoot had put it out. It well, you know, they, they found a trap in the cave, uh, Bigfoot's lair. Yeah, and they they set and they set it off, or somebody could step on it. So I guess Bigfoot is setting traps. I'm not saying he has intellectual problems. I'm just saying that you know maybe he. You know, maybe he did. Maybe he is. Well, he has mastered I mean, they, uh, uh, 
traps. I mean, they, they, they could train a chimp to fly a rocket. They could teach a Bigfoot how to set a trap. <laughs> That's what's wrong with this country, by God. If they ain't got <laughs> enough rocket flying chimps. <laughs> we got, we got we rocket flying chimps. We need to we send need Bigfoot to a trade school. <laughs> We're going to send them to Valley Botech. Teach, teach that man how to... <laughs> Teach that hairy bastard how to weld. <laughs> and it's but not the Votec, it's the Botech. 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 So anyway, anybody else have any uh, kind of wrap-up thoughts on this thing? Oh, I've, I've still got a few here. I, I'm, oh, go ahead. Go honestly, ahead. Uh, yeah. uh, I've got uh, my notes are are really disjointed, by the way, because for some reason I have, here's some of my notes, fishing kids die. Um, so, uh, and that's all it says. And there is a scene where where these two kids are fishing, yeah. and it turns out the kids are both named Pogue, so I'm assuming they're like his nephews or, or kids or something. Kids or something. And, uh, um, they're fishing, and mom calls them inside. And if they had only listened to mom, that's right. They they might have lived or killed her too. And uh, <laughs> um, and you know, it reminded me though, because first time you see these kids, they're stealing something in Ron Jeremy's store. Yeah, yeah. Or Ranger Rick, that was his name in there. Yeah, Ranger Rick. Yeah. And they're stealing something from him, and then the next time you see them. Uh, mom says to them, you know, hollers out the trailer, um, you know, come on in, kids. It's getting dark and it's already pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, just a minute, mom. They keep fishing. And then Bigfoot shows up. And th that scene reminded me of the original Frankenstein where. Oh, the little girl. He, he wanders up on the little girl. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that was I'm sure that was not planned. <laughs> well, probably you know, it's so there's that little kind of it, it's the classic thing in horror movies where um kids or somebody does something not quite morally right because they didn't go in right when mom said and yeah. then he gets a half-eaten candy bar remember out of the fishing that's right and, uh, out of the tackle box and he's eating a candy bar so he's ruining his supper Okay, and uh, he is running his supper, and that's why morally it's okay that Bigfoot killed those kids. Uh, and that but, candy bar wrapper shows up for the end of the movie, floating by where the thorn rocks. Oh in the yeah, water. because because immediately after they, you hear the kids screaming. Oh, and the yeah. way they got Bigfoot is he the one kid was casting, and apparently caught it on Bigfoot. Yeah, he, he's Which, nagged a bit. You don't see that, work. but I think he got it on his nipple. That's my thought. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe but, they might have lived had they not hooked Bigfoot's nipple. And uh, yank, yank, that would have hurt. <laughs> now, I, I, I want to talk about the freak in the film. Yeah, I was going to talk about him, too. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. not talking to Ron Jeremy. And, you know, we've already mentioned him before. Um the hermit. John Pogue the hermit. What the hell was the deal with that guy? <laughs> I mean... The hermit. Yeah, he's he that guy, that guy who was the dirty camper with the with the weird makeup oh, on. And... Oh, 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 oh. That was... Was that Pogue? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I totally forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, you know, he and his his all his children, which were dolls. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, I could almost see that working in with the rest of the movie if they'd done more of him. Yeah, but I thought he would. He be added involved. nothing to the story. He yeah. added nothing. You're right. And they could have, and they were the the kids were remarkably comfortable with this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's grabbing them and and uh, half molested uh, uh, Matt and Stu both, and um, um, they were kind of fine with it. They were like, uh, you know how, you know how crazy hermit guy we've never met before is, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know they they were fraternity guys. <laughs> oh, and that's another you know, thing. I've been to college. Speaking I of which, I thought they were going to start making out when they were smoking weed in the in the outhouse or wherever they were. That brings up something else. Jill and um, the documentarian, whose name I suddenly can't remember. That's Matt. Isn't that Matt? No, no, no. That's uh, no. It's not Matt. Uh, is it Danny? Is it Danny? Yeah, I think it's Danny. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it was Danny. Um, you know, I thought they were brother and sister throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and there's that one scene where Jill comes up behind him and he's tinkering away on his laptop at some footage and she keeps talking with the rest of us. Come hang out with the rest of us. And he says, bull me first or something to that effect. And it does a rather quick fade to black, but Jill's head is moving down in that direction. Go back and watch that part because it looks for all the world like that's what was about to happen. And then, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, he kept like staring at her while she was making out with somebody else and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I really thought they were brother and they sister. They kind of implied that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and yeah, and then Paul, and when they when he confessed his love to her in the cabin, while they should have been running for their fucking lives. Yeah. Um, she's like, I've known you for fourteen years. You know, you're my best, you're my best friend, or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, she even said earlier in the movie when because one of the other girls, I think Bree had said something like, hey, why don't you get with, you know, Danny? No, that would be, I, she said, or she even said something like, you know, too bad you can't get with Danny. As if. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and she said something about it not being quite morally blah, blah, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so they are brother and sister. She's implying <laughs> that, yeah, they'd make the perfect couple if they weren't brother and sister. And, and, but they and just better never... across the hall than across the world. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they go. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I thought the exact same thing. I think. Yeah. Maybe... There's there this implied incestual desire going on with Danny and Jill. I, I'm not sure they didn't like just change their mind at some point in the movie and go. Well, we're going to have him profess his love, and and we got to come up with something to sort yeah. of. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they wanted us to think that, and and I don't know. Maybe it was something that uh, Mr. Pogue thought. Oh yeah, we'll make him think there's an incest line to this. Yeah, and, uh, which honestly was probably one of the more interesting the drawer, parts of the movie. Or, you know. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, and a couple other, I have all these weird, oh, here's another one. Is Stu Canadian? 
And, and the I, reason I, I want to know why. Why do you think? Because he kept, because a couple of times after he gets mad at Viv, he calls her a whore. He, he does. Got, he doesn't but that's say also whore. Very, he says, that's also a very says, back a bang whore. Boston kind of. I'm tired of these whores. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell, Stu? Yeah. I mean, I've heard I've heard people from Boston say that word, too. They whore. Whore. Yeah, so. that's true. Uh, I, I think uh, he, the only thing that I think keeps him from being Canadian is that I don't think Canada would allow that haircut within their borders. <laughs> was, you know, there's a point. You know, first of all, that haircut looked bad in the '90s when rednecks were wearing them. Quite, yeah. you know, the you know, I'm going to have it a little bit longer on top, nothing on the sides. I'm gonna put gel in it for some reason and make you know, like multiple widow's peaks on my head. Uh, and that. Is that hairstyle has persisted to this day here I, in it, it's, it's always been creepy looking. And if you don't it's have like that much... It's like creepy goth. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't have that much hair, and, you know, you're as as pale as he is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom, yeah. you got more hair than, than Sue. <laughs> um, that actually... Actually, that, that look... Tom, Tom, for uh, those of you listening... Uh, has has combed his hair forward, what there is, and uh, it's <laughs> and it looked better. It looked good. It looked good. I like it. <laughs> it looked like curtain shears. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, that's the All line right, of the day. Let's move on to the only uh, star in this. Film. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. got two, we got ten minutes left, so. Mr. Ron Jeremy, the man, yeah. the legend, <laughs> the, the hedgehog. Me, <laughs> did did he uh, did he get convicted in his trial the other day? By the way, I, mean, I haven't heard. I, I don't know. I haven't uh, heard. He was in a he was in a trial. So yeah, from uh, what I understand, he has dementia so bad they he doesn't even know he was on trial. Oh yeah. yeah okay, and this you know the the nerdy part of me that wanted to fix things. Was his store was called Rick's R I C K Rick? Oh yeah. His hat read Ranger Rick R I K. Yeah. Did he not have enough money to have the C sewn on that? <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure that because you'll notice that Ranger Rick on his hat was also not very even on the hat. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe at some point the C fell off and he just moved the K over. <laughs> It's, it's 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 possible. Uh, I I don't know. I mean I, I mean he was a I, was he supposed to be sort of a scary comic relief or that well that, that could have been the hermit too. Um, yeah. But, but then he, here's something that 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 if listeners if you watch this film you're going to question why is Ron Jeremy in this film? Because he's in the store, he's running the store, and suddenly he has to play the don't go in the woods kind of a guy, and he pulls a pistol out and shoots the wall. Yeah, Yeah. well, he was just trying to demonstrate, you know, that he was ready and tough for anything or whatever. But he does it. Through customers, you know, yeah, between, he doesn't between Matt and Stu standing yeah. there, and he <laughs> shoots 
Yeah, he is well, going he, to win the just, NRA Good Sportsman Award because <laughs> I mean, he first just points the gun like Matt and goes bang, 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 you're dead or something like that, and then he actually pulls the trigger. Yeah, yeah. and uh, which I kind of wondered after seeing that uh, uh, because it's I'm pretty sure that that this film could not afford their own armorer, and uh, you know <laughs> yeah. if uh, if somebody's going to get killed on the set of of uh, of rust uh there's a real possibility he was waving around a loaded gun at all these actors <laughs> and, uh, and and to think he has oncoming dementia at this point yes yeah <laughs> so it was just an interesting kind of a situation yeah I also and then later a... on oh i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say later on our 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 man ron um sneaks off to hunt Bigfoot and ends up being coming a peeping Tom on yeah. all the lurid lovemaking going on in the cabin, <laughs> which is up on stilts. So he had to climb up. <laughs> and they never noticed he was there. And yeah, I mean, like Viv walked right outside, walked right by him, and she had her fight with Stu. You know, and saw she stopped outside. And he was, he was, he, he, he know he, he was trying to get off that porch or that balcony, and the door opens, and he just jumps back into the shadows and curls up in a fetal position or something, and she just walks right off by him. Yeah, he moved with cat-like swiftness into the uh, uh, <laughs> into the shadows. Into the Ron shadows. Jeremy, king of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, he is, uh, uh, yeah, I had, oh, here's another note I've got. Uh, ironically, Ranger Rick fired his shots prematurely. <laughs> uh, yes, he did. He, uh, he also polished his gun at one point. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. got a note. Ron Jeremy polished his gun. Um, you're yeah. just trying to make sexual innuendo out of all of this. I, I, I just the descriptions just lent themselves to it, Tom. Uh, they did. They um, did. The um, oh, and 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 I'll just say this too, talking about Mr. Jeremy, uh, the the hedgehog, if you will. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's been in literally hundreds of adult films. Yeah. And because of that exposure, if you will, uh, he. Uh, he managed to get into a lot of mainstream films over the years. Yeah. And you might wonder if all of that uh all of that screen time has has made him a good actor. And the answer is no. It did not. <laughs> it did nothing for. I guess I guess, you know, unless I mean maybe if they had him in there as a pizza guy, you know, it might have gone over better or you know, a pool, uh, you know, the pool cleaner or um, a taxi driver or uh, 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 yeah, this was not a legitimate role, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, he yeah, he could have been the guy that scrapes up the roadkill or something. But no, he <laughs> he actually had a starring role. I can I can imagine Rourke going, OK, so uh, you and he's like, I'm a I'm delivering a pizza. No, no, no. Uh, you're going to he says, wait a minute. Uh, I'm the postman. No, 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 no. I'm delivering milk. No, no. Uh, see what happens, Ron? <laughs> says I find someone stuck in a dryer. No, 
No, Ron. <laughs> no, Ron, you're 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 gonna run a store. Does that exist? You're gonna run a train on a store? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I could do that. I'll I'll take the front end of the store. No, 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 Ron. You know, I don't think you're getting this. Uh, yeah, he's horrible. He cannot act. He cannot act as no, he can't. I mean, those kids were better actors than Ron Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, they were. Yeah, <laughs> except Stu. No. Except Stu. I mean, all, I mean, actually, Stu was a good actor because you ended up hating him. Well, you know, there's a there's when he and Viv are having their big sex scene, and she keeps screaming, "Is that all you got?" And he kept screaming, "Who's your Kong?" <laughs> yeah. Who's your Kong? Who's your Kong? And of course, he said, I'm a, do I, I'm a dog owner. To me, a Kong is a heavy duty dog toy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, much like that, he stuffed with peanut butter on both ends and licked it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have gone into very dark territory. <laughs> okay, a so couple other notes I'm just I have. I'm going to say this oh, with the sorry. time that we have. Ladies and gentlemen, if you feel like it, please subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah. Don't if... Tell them what we just talked about. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, yeah, we've I talked mean, yeah. about stuffing people with peanut butter and licking them out before. Don't be so shocked. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you, if, if you dig what we're doing, just more clinical. Tell, your, tell yeah. your friends, tell your neighbors. Uh, by the way, we are now on... Tell your priest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your exorcist. We're available. Um, the uh, uh, We are, by the way, now on Apple, Spotify, Google, and uh, TuneIn. TuneIn. So. And TuneIn. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can, you can find us on, on those four podcasting outlets, streaming outlets. Uh, so there's really no excuse to not listen <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, anyway, we have fun doing this. We hope you have fun listening to it. And if you do, subscribe. I, I, and we might send somebody a random something for subscribing. Who knows? Oh, by the way, I had one or two other notes I was going to throw in real quick just for comments okay. here. Uh, blonde girl looks like the aunt from Sabrina. Yes. Okay, good. Um, uh, I do have this note just stick stuck in here. Waiting for Stu to die. <laughs> it was just out there. Uh, and also, Stu meets a friend while urinating. And I can't even remember that particular. Yeah, that was when the, the, the hermit walked up behind him, grabbed his butt, and licked the back of his neck. That's right. That's right. Which, again, Stu, eh, he's, he's very, you know, he's, he's, he's cool with fluid people. I think yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think he is. It was so, a nice message. Uh, oh, hopefully we don't run out of time. You can find these movies on Tubi.com for free. We get we don't get paid from Tubi for this, but by God, we should. Um, and maybe I actually should. have their contact information. I'm going to reach out to them. Good. All right. So yeah, yeah Tubi.com. Watch these movies that we talk about. Uh, we, you know, we did promise if, if Tubi could send us T-shirts, that would be cool. Because oh, that would be cool. Yeah, Tom promised rock. the first. Was I about to make a great point? Probably not, but who knows? It doesn't matter. Join us for the next episode of The Turkish Diplomats Present Charming Villain.